NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Welcome back, my friend, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. Now, I'm joined by a very special guest. I, first, before I introduce him, I want to talk a little bit about how we're already, most of the country, hesitant or at least cautious about this exploratory experimental RNA vaccine. Even if you were a pro-vaxxer before, everyone, even medical staff, frontline medical staff, are refusing at rates often higher than 50%. So with that said, um, I'm introducing Greg Glazer. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, I've only read it, so I've, I've actually never had it pronounced to me, so I, I've got it lucky. Lead counsel for the control group litigation, and they are seeking to protect us essentially from forced vaccines at a key moment in history. So Greg, thank you, welcome to the show. I've, I've been introduced to you by mutual friends, and you know they speak very highly of you and your work. What's going on with the, the forced vaccines? Sure. We have a case. Uh, and I wanted to just highlight first, Dustin, I really like your show and I, I watch and it's, it's fun. It's fun to be here. So um, I, I, if you can find right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. As, as a big tech has their way. Now, big tech is a huge supporter of vaccination and the, the idea that pharma and tech are separate is actually an illusion. They're, they're the same. They're biotech. And that's who, yep. Marry them in this, okay. Yeah. So I have a federal case that was just filed to protect all Americans from mandatory vaccination. My case is amazing. It is the best case ever filed, the most comprehensive, most authoritative scientific case ever filed on the subject of vaccine risk. We covered everything, we vetted everything. I have multiple PhD, MD experts, and we have. Basically, we use pharma's own evidence against them to show that they know vaccines are, are harmful. They know they're dangerous. They know they've never done control group studies and placebos, yet they push it anyway on this whole lie that vaccines are safe and effective. So I prove it. I prove it all in court. And we're filed in federal court, and we have a hearing coming up on George Washington's birthday, which is February 22nd where we're asking the federal court judge to issue an order to protect all Americans from mandatory vaccination. What that means is you get to go to work, you get to go to school, you can travel, and nobody can demand that you provide a vaccine card or immunity passport, anything like that. And this is very important at this particular time in history because I think your listeners know the writing on the wall. I mean, you know, this is moving toward Ga the Bill Gates agenda, immunity passports and, you know, digital certificates for your, your vaccine record and, and so forth. So we cover those issues in our, in our court papers. Um, one thing that makes my case very unique and interesting is the scientific proofs that we have brought to the court's attention. We did a, a survey of unvaccinated Americans we surveyed, and by unvaccinated, I mean zero vaccines over the course of the individual's whole life. Wow. We surveyed 1,482 Americans. That's a lot. That's a massive number for a survey. I'm surprised and, there are so many left unvaccinated, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we calculated that too. Our estimate for the number in America, it's, uh, we think about 800,000 total, which means we are 
which means we're going extinct. We are in a going in an extinct breed. I, I say we, I'm not one. I've, I've received vaccinations um, in the past. Uh, I would never get one today, ever. Uh, however, um, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful that there are these individuals out there. So um, the unvaccinated, so we surveyed their health. We asked them, what are your medical diagnoses? How confident are you in your answers, et cetera? And the results that we received were jaw-dropping. Dustin, these are the healthiest people on the planet. They don't have anything. ADHD, autism, they don't have it. We only found one case, we, only one case of autism. And it was in, a, it was in a, a case where the mother was vaccinated during pregnancy. And so, and that's, you know, and, and, and even with that, you know, the, the rates of chronic illness are about, about 5%. It's even lower if you take out all the mothers vaccinated during pregnancy, you know, all those children, they look kind of similar to the vaccinated, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, you compare the vaccinated have 60% chronic illness. That means if you flip a coin, let's just call it 50%. If you flip a coin, heads means you have a chronic illness for life. Tails means you're okay. That's the vaccinated population. Whereas in the unvaccinated, it's one in every two. I'm sorry, one in, um, it's only 2%, meaning one in 50. Could you imagine flipping a coin 50 times and it only comes up heads once? You know what the likelihood of that is? Yeah, you, you have to be more afraid at that point of snake bites and injuries than you do of actual illness. Exactly. I mean, imagine somebody came up to you and said, Dustin, I'd like you to flip a coin 50 times in a row. Just keep doing it until you get heads every time. You would say, no way. You're, you would take up my entire life. I would spend my entire life doing your coin flipping exercise, yeah. right? That's the likelihood this, this could be by chance. So what we do in our court cases, we we actually calculate all those values. Those are called p-values, probability values, and so much more. So that's the whole point of my case. We bring in experts to calculate the actual risk of vaccination. And what we found is that vaccination is the worst health decision that one can make for their health. Basically, if you want to have a chronic illness, sure. you know, ADHD, autism, diabetes, vaccination is your bet because we're not finding it in the unvaccinated. And and we use the, this method, which is a the classic epidemiological method from the founder of epidemiology, John Snow. This guy, all he did, it was so simple. It was kindergarten math. But sometimes the simple things are the most true. All this guy did is he observed. He observed that there was a cholera outbreak, this infectious disease outbreak in his area. And he noticed that some people drinking from well A would have cholera and others drinking from well B did not. And so all he did is he calculated numbers, like who's drinking from well A and how what's their cholera and who's drinking from well B. Well, everyone drinking from well A had cholera and no one from well B had cholera. That's causation, yeah. right? Now, modern science tries to, you know, bury it. They say, well, you know, we want to do such and such formulas, but anybody with common sense can figure this out. We did the same thing. You've got the vaccinated, well, A, and the unvaccinated well B, and you just compared it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Wow. So normally, you know, no one's accused lawyers of, of having an ego or anything like that. So when you say my case is awesome, I'm going <laughs> to believe you at your word. Now, 
my problem goes into the justice system itself. Is there any optimism that will actually find justice? Because, you know, even at the best of times, the courts don't usually come through for uh, this issue or any of the, the real issues facing the people. They usually yeah. seem to take, you know, the big interest side, big pharma in this case. Um, they've already shown a propensity to protect through, you know, the vaccine court and the vaccine laws now where they have immunity. So what what hope do we have? I know there's a bunch of new Trump judges in there, and that's kind of a little bit of hope. But um, do you think we'll actually get anywhere? Yes. Well, I'm a big supporter of American justice. There's also an ethical rule that governs lawyers like myself, where we are uh, instructed not to undermine the public's confidence in, in the judicial process. So, you know, I'm not going to be one to, to criticize the courts or, or anything like that. I would say there are many um, there are many strong rays of hope coming. Uh, number one was the United States Supreme Court just ruled just recently. They struck down Governor Cuomo's, the New York governor. They struck down his ban on church gatherings. Right. He was limiting church gatherings. And in the process of that of that strike down, Justice Gorsuch, a Trump appointee, said that the Supreme Court case, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, governing vaccination, is questionable. This was, we waited 116 wow. years for this, for something like this to happen. Yeah. The, the movement, the, the, move, the health freedom movement. So for the first time ever, we actually do have a chance to unseat Jacobson, to unseat mandatory vaccination. Wow. And, and the, the timing just has to be right. You know, there's something very interesting about courts, Dustin, which is that they are, they are part of society, you know, meaning that the, the public input, public relations, um, you know, the social metric is all relevant to a court's decision. And a great example of that is Brown versus the Board of Education. You're familiar with that case, the desegregation of whites and blacks. So in the 1950s. Before, so it was a seminal case where the court came in and said, you've got separate schools for blacks, separate schools for whites. We're going to integrate them. We're going to desegregate. They were segregated. We're going to desegregate them. So right now you have separate schools for the vaccinated and separate and homeschool for the unvaccinated. So we're asking for the same thing, desegregation. So there's already a precedent for this. The thing about Brown versus the Board of Education was that before that case won in the Supreme Court, there were tons of cases just like it that failed. Great lawyers, great case, great evidence, everything aligned. But every time they lost because it wasn't the right time. Sure. I think right now in 2021, it's finally the right time. As more and more people are waking up to the lunacy of, you know, how many masks are we supposed to wear now? You know, how many vaccines are we supposed to get now? It's just, it's a joke. To the point where we're waking up. So oh, fortunately, there's no ethical rule that stops me from um, criticizing public health. Good. Thank gosh. So, <laughs> you know, you've given me hope. I mean, I, I was really let down with the election fraud recently, even by the Supreme Court. But isn't there a Supreme Court quote, unavoidably unsafe in regard to vaccines? I mean, there's already a little bit of a precedent where they've talked about it. So, you know, the timing where there's more caution than ever, even in places like Chicago and, and LA and, and these fairly leftist dominated, I would say, thought areas. Uh, you've got 
resistance, uh, frontline medical staff, nursing, doctors, people refusing 50, 60% ratios. I mean, I've got hope just because of people standing up saying no. That's a great point. Yes. And uh, you correctly cited the United States Supreme Court in the case of Bruschewitz uh, versus Wyeth, the manufacturer. That was a uh, Scalia decision from 2011. And the court specified that vaccines are in the same category as dynamite and chainsaws. No matter how you design them, they are just unavoidably unsafe. They're going to hurt some people. But notice what the court didn't say. How many people? How many people do vaccines hurt? That's the thing. The only answer you're ever going to find for that is if you do the test. You do the Jon Snow test. Look at well A and well B. But the government admits they've never done it. And you know why they admit that they've never done it? Because they know what they would find. Frankly, I think they have done it. They just haven't published it. Because they know that if they survey the unvaccinated, they're going to find what my litigation found. They're going to find what other doctors have found, like Paul Thomas found, like Dr. Hooker found, like Dr. Mawson found. Just one after the next, everyone finds the same thing. The unvaccinated are exponentially healthier. And in my case, we have the numbers to show exactly what that number is. It's very cool what you guys are doing with this. Um, I wish you the best. I hope you're taking precautions for your own safety. Um, This is the kind of thing where, you know, big people feel threatened. um, And, and, you know, they are going to lash out in every way they can to to ruin you personally, politically, economically, and all of the things that they may do. Um, They can try, but the only one to fear is God. You know, I mean, at at the end of the day, you know, to to fear pharma is failure, right? But to to revere God, that's where the win is. Yes. And and I know that when I pick up a chainsaw, I have to be very careful. There's a chance this thing, although it may be necessary, can hurt me. I don't feel that vaccines are necessary. And I don't think people are warned the same way they are with chainsaws about Mm -hmm. the damage that Mm -hmm. they do. And um, with vaccines, since you're putting it in your body, it's more like cranking the chainsaw holding the blade at the same time. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to cover here that I didn't ask that I should have about your case? How can people help? How can people stay informed about this? You know, how can people learn about vaccines if they're not aware of some of the findings that you've got or others? I mean, uh, what will you suggest for people? Thank you for asking. Um, All of the evidence in our case is available at informedconsentdefense.org. And uh, perhaps you could put a link down below. Great. And now is it something people will be able to download and share? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's all the, the, the evidence we presented we organized everything in the most um, accessible way for people to see, you know, very nice, colorful charts and graphs. So it's super clear and everything has the court stamp, which shows that it's been filed in federal court. And uh, we'll have our first day in court on George Washington's birthday, February 22nd. And whoever loses is going to appeal. So, and it just keeps going up until you get to that court, that great court that you mentioned, the United States Supreme Court. We have to hurry because they're going to try to stack it before you get there. So thank you, I so hear much, you. Greg, for your I hear time. You. I appreciate everything you're doing. I'm going to put links below and everyone, please share, like, subscribe, go check out what they're doing, support this cause more than anything else. It, it's freedom is important. We talk about that all the time. 
But when it comes to things like education and vaccines, where they're targeting children, you know, that's a lot of damage done forever. And that's probably the most impactful thing that you can do. Give a child a good life, raise them the right way, you know, try to give them a two parent household, don't vaccinate them, not medical advice, you know, don't beat them, you know, try to do the things that you can do to give them a good start, because that's going to change the whole world. And and there's yeah. nothing more impactful than vaccines, I think, uh, maybe other than just the loss of parents, but destroys children. And I'm tired of seeing these poor mothers with children banging their heads in the wall and they don't know what to do because yeah. their kid took a vaccine and they trusted the wrong doctor. So thank you again, Greg. I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Dustin. Bye-bye. Everyone share and we'll see you on the next one.